Oh, geez, I'm not standing near the mic. That's funny. Hello. Um, am I? I can't even tell if I'm on. Hello. Oh, my gosh. Welcome yes. to WVBR <laughs> Sports. <laughs> uh, that's what happens when Faith hosts for the first time. Uh, she can't hear herself. Um, she doesn't know what she's doing. But anyways, welcome she's to WVBR. <laughs> Hello. Uh, welcome, welcome to WVBR Specialty Sports Show, Big Red Banter. It's me, Faith Show, hosting for the second time ever. So sorry about all the technical difficulties that have occurred and probably will occur uh, in the future. Anyways. Um, Don't apologize in advance. <laughs> just ask yeah. for forgiveness later. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry. Anyways, so... Stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I am joined by WVBR's news director, Grace Fairchild. Hello, how are you? I'm doing all right. We just did a news show um, that included some pretty heavy news about Ukraine, obviously. Um, you know, I, I just went through some of the most impactful things that I saw from that news this week because I recognize that people are not probably using WVBR news as their sole um, in source of information and they probably know other things but just taking a moment to kind of reflect on it um, so anyway I'm coming from a foreign relations um, international diplomacy headspace but I'm going to switch over to hockey yes don't worry we're gonna make everything so much better uh, make you so much happier yes uh, we are also joined by Sean Cabrera WVBR sports department contributor yeah, yeah that's what we'll call like you that. how are you <laughs> uh, i'm doing all right it's not a bad saturday a little chilly wearing my thermals underneath my pink sweater but you know it's pretty yes. nice uh for our listeners sean is wearing a bright pink sweater it looks great on you thank so you. you know thank you very much yes but <laughs> let's get into hockey because there was a hockey game last night wait faith how are you doing oh yes, i'm i'm important. a little nervous but we're okay. You're going to kill it. I'm happy to be here. You're doing so great. Thank you. Um, anyways, let's get into hockey. Yeah. Talk about some Cornell sports. Uh, we played Quinnipiac. That's how I'm going to say Quinnipiac? that. Quinnipiac? Quinnipiac? Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's, uh, That's it's how you say that? It's hard to say, but um, I've heard it enough times this yeah. season. Say it one more time. Quinnipiac? Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac? You know what? I'm just going to refer to Grace for Quinnipiac? her to say it. For yeah. That place, yeah. Why don't we just say oh, it a bunch of times until it doesn't sound like a word anymore? It didn't sound like a word in the first place. Yeah, <laughs> fair. <laughs> we just we played that school the other day. Mm -hmm. um, last night we won one zero. It was a beautiful shutout win. Um, Grace and I and Clara, Clara, we miss you. Uh, she's not here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Watched it with Clara. Um, it was good. We had a good time chatting. Watching hockey, watching Ian Shane be the defensive MVP, best goalie, um, Ian Shane for ECAC Goalie of the Year. Um, yeah. Goalie of my heart, at yeah. the very least. Also, yes. Wow. Can't believe we get him for another three years. He is a freshman. Very exciting. Um, anyways, anybody else's impressions? Well, I mean, Quinnipiac is ranked number five in the NCAA. Yes, 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 yes. And we're yes, ranked yes. at number 18. I mean, again, going down because of the because of last week's result. Oh, my but God. So this only proves that hypothesis, that theory, because, you know, we're Cornell students. We obviously know these words. Yes, Ivy League education. <laughs> but uh, this only proves that Cornell plays just as good as their opponents are, if that makes sense. I mean, Quinnip that's so embarrassing. No, but in a way, <laughs> in a way, it's not, and in a way, it is. I mean, look at Quinnipiac again. You mentioned Ian Shane. Ian Shane put a stunning performance. He didn't have forty. He didn't have forty-one. He had forty-two saves 
in a shutout. That on average is basically two games per ECAC goalie. You know, having 20 save games. That's like the average. Mm -hmm. But this man went out and had 42. And he said it himself that he needed to work on his rebounds, which, I mean, you were able to see sometimes, you know, just the rebounds coming off him. But he was a brick wall overall. He was a brick wall. He was a panther, however you want to describe him. Ian Shane, stellar job. That's all I can really say. Wow. Wow, a panther. A panther on the ice. I mean, (laughs) how many times while watching this game did I just watch him and think that it had surely, surely gone in? Me too. And then it hadn't by some miracle. I just... um, you know, and I think, you know, Faith and I were talking about a quote from uh, Sam Malinsky earlier in the week yes. about how uh, they really needed to go into this game and win it one nothing and just play really good defense. This is the best defense I think I've seen from them Correct. all season. Yes. Um, and the fact that they brought it out now is pretty clutch. Um, it was such an exciting game to watch. I mean, a nail biter for sure. Should we even mention the fact that the only goal in the game came not only in the first period, but from a power play, nonetheless, mm-hmm. from Jack Malone? Yes, my king, Jack Malone, number 13, <laughs> uh, got the goal. I was so proud. I wasn't watching it yet, but I heard... She was still on her way to Clara's house. Yes, I was. I was I was on route, but yeah. I was so excited. Assisted by Travis Mitchell, another mm-hmm. one of my faves. It was just, it was good to see. It was good to see. It really um, was. Yeah, Sam Malinsky, after the uh, the beating I gave him last week, he listened to me. He also, I mean, he yes. took a physical beating. Yes, yeah, that, that too. The weekend well, before. he did I mean, it to himself. He, so, you know, for listeners that uh, maybe weren't at that game, I think it was last Friday, yes. he went to take a shot and then he just like. Face planted. Face planted yeah. it was, into the ice. Yeah. And, you it know, was a he recovered quickly and, um. You know, you can tell that he's hustling and still playing really hard, but it was rough to watch. It was rough. Um, so I think there's been, you know, a little bit of redemption with last night's game. Um, we'll see what the rest of this, you know, what playoffs have in, have in store for us. But um, super fun game to watch. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. We, I don't even, did we even mention the end of regulation brawl no but let's out. let's get into it yeah. my favorite part of the entire game happened after the game ended <laughs> um so they i don't know how to describe what this is i'm sure sean can help me but uh cornell they had 11 seconds left they dropped yes. the pot the i puck. held my breath for the entirety of those 11 seconds <laughs> yes we did um and cornell did that thing where they held the puck against the boards Mm-hmm. I guess it's just called holding the puck against the board. Yeah, just possession. Just okay. Simple possession. P- possession. Sure, that's what we'll call it. Um. Anyways, the other team that I still can't say. The Bobcats. We could call the, the Bobcats. Bobcats. Let's yeah, call let's call the them that. Um, good compromise. <laughs> yes, good idea. The Bobcats, I assume, got like upset that they didn't think they had a fair chance of like getting it into the goal or whatever. So the second. I mean, it is hard to score yeah, when you can't get possession. <laughs> Correct. I don't know what to tell yeah, them. Yeah, the puck was just hanging out against those boards. Anyways, um. The second the whistle blew, a brawl started immediately. Um, Travis Mitchell was fighting. Kyle Betts was fighting. He was fighting two people at once. Jack Malone was fighting. Helmets came off. Gloves were off. I was Mm -hmm. like, this is amazing. Because about five minutes earlier, I was telling Grace and Claire, I've never seen a good hockey fight. And (laughs) I was sad. Girl, you were in for it. I was in for it. They heard me. They heard me all the way from Ithaca. And they were like, we're going to do this one for Faith. She's been asking for this, and they delivered. They delivered. My favorite part was, um, you know, the camera, we were watching on ESPN+, and so the camera was uh, on the, uh, like, the 
core of the brawl. Um, but then it zoomed out. And as it zoomed out, you saw that there were like four separate fights happening Yo. at the same time, um, like all dispersed across that end of the ice. And it was just like the comedic timing of um, that zoom out was, it was really so good. excellent. Um, there were also uh, Quinnipiac fans dressed as Teletubbies yes. um, that were right behind the goal where all of this was happening. And so you just saw these these fans dressed like Teletubbies yeah. pounding on the glass, <laughs> um, cheering on the brawl. Um, so. One girl was recording. I want her yeah. footage. Yeah. I want to know what she was One of the at. Teletubbies yeah. was getting um, the full Some, footage of, yeah. of the situation. Hey, you, Teletubby. I don't know I which mean, one you are. I mean, if you are. If you were listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't they were literally dressed were as dressed Teletubbies. Like Teletubbies. I don't even know I don't, what to tell you. I don't even know Teletubby. which one it was. Um, but if you have the clip, please send it to me. I, I would like to rewatch that as Sports at WVBR.com. Yeah. News at WVBR.com. Please. Yeah. Yes, I'm pretty sure we have a sports email. Uh, part I, of me wishes Ian Shane and Yanni Perret, or Perrets as they call them apparently. Uh, God, I wish the goalies also got into a little bit of a scuffle there. Yeah. They, they just they, they sit in their creases. Yeah, I know. But a part of me was like, you might as well just go all out. Why not? I right. mean, there were already 20 penalties at the end of regulation. 20. Oh, according that's according crazy. to the Cornell Big Red Hockey website. So, I mean, that's all I can mm-hmm. say about that. Wow. That speaks for itself. Uh, my favorite part of the fight was when um, Matt Steinberg was just holding this other player. They were, like, hugging. They were like, <laughs> I know we're supposed to be fighting, but, like, I have no beef with you. There's you always, have no beef with there's me. There's always an element of hockey brawls that just looks like maybe it's a bro hug. Yes. <laughs> like maybe, yes. like maybe yes. they're they're not being aggressive, um, but in fact are having like a kumbaya moment. Um, kumbaya. It almost is never that. I don't think I can see um, that on the radio. But uh, <laughs> oh, you know, I I, I feel like that's regulated. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I think there should be more bro hugs in hockey. Yeah, between too. opposing teams. Yes. Um, so that is what I do have to say that they did end up, you know, shaking hands at the end. I thought they for did. like half a second that they weren't because yeah. they were like collecting themselves on their opposite ends. And I thought they were just going to walk away. Which I thought I've... they'd go down the line just punching each other in the Me face. Me too, but they ended the up like person. shaking hands or but whatever. And I'm sure they... they chirped while they were shaking hands. Yeah. I'm sure they were saying Hate stuff. You. Mm. <laughs> I can only imagine the things that they say. It's. Yeah. I mean, you can do more than imagine. You can do some lip reading. Yes. Um, and oh my there gosh. are some things that we can't say on air. But yeah. um, we did the lip so reading for Kyle Betts, and he said like, he said some things. He said some things. We'll talk about uh-huh. it off air. Call me if you want to hear what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Call the station if you. If you want to talk about <laughs> Kyle Betts and what he says during fights. Six oh seven. Two seven three two one two one. If you want to call, that me. is that is our phone Ooh. number. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyways, we are playing Princeton tonight. Princeton mm-hmm. is eight and sixteen and two. If mm-hmm. I read that right, yeah. Uh, which means that we probably won't play well. Given the hypothesis that we have, <laughs> uh, odds do look like that. However, Schaefer does also seem to be sort of back in the scene, it more does, or less. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. a, he seems a lot more active now. Yeah. So I'm actually going. I'm going to go against that hypothesis that we've been proposing. Uh, not the I, hypothesis you literally came up I, with. I know, I know. It's weird because I proved myself earlier with the Quinnipiac statement, but now with Princeton, with Schaefer, he's a variable. He's a variable that's changing the entire experiment. So that's true, yeah. I do think Cornell can come off with a victory against the Tigers. And, I mean, right now we are number four in the ECAC seed. I believe 
it, it would have to take a miracle for RPI to sweep uh, their opponents this weekend, and I don't think that happened. Mm-hmm. I know right now Colgate did beat Princeton last night 4-3, so they sit at number five, and I believe even if we do lose, I still believe we take the number four spot, but don't quote me on that. I believe that's how it works because we, d- we Someone don't quote have him the tiebreaker anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I mean, number four seed, we'll mm-hmm. take it. After the way that the season has gone and the tough games that we've witnessed happening, even at home, I would take the number four seed. Yeah, I would too. Considering where we've been for the last few weeks. I know. It's it's a nice switch up. And, you know, on, on the topic of Schaefer too, mm-hmm. um, at senior night, uh, the student section started chanting for him. Um, to get better, and oh, um, it was sweet. it was just a nice moment. Um, I saw him smile a bit while yeah. he, he had his head down. I yeah. saw a little smirk. Aww. I saw a little smirk. That was nice. Yeah. Was nice. So he knows that you know he's in everybody's thoughts, and um, but good to see him coming back and uh, being able to make an impact at this really crucial part of the season. Yeah. All right. So that's how we feel about hockey. Um, any hockey guy is still um, any hockey player is available i mean i'm available you could call me um <laughs> that'd be great um <laughs> faith, faith would give you if you call the station faith will give you her personal number i will give you my personal number my address my net id I, anything <laughs> you need to contact me um cornell hockey players if you're listening i am um, willing okay anyways um so men's basketball we had our last home game um, just now, it just ended against Yale. Yale is a very good team. I don't know where they are in the standings, but they were 16 and 10, and we were 18 and 10. But we just won 71 to 65. I've still never seen a men's basketball game, but um, like in your good. life? No, uh, actually, have I? Also, I think with that loss, Yale also bumps down to second, and Princeton Mm. takes it all. Oh, my gosh. Cornell sits at fourth. I know at one point we were in fifth and sixth. We mostly stayed, like, if we had to take a mode, we were mostly staying at fourth, but now it's confirmed that we are fourth Mm. with that, at the moment, that is. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, I didn't realize Yale was that good. Well, I mean, I did, considering I looked at their record, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know they were that (laughs) high up. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually really don't think I've been to a basketball game. We're going to get you to a basketball game. It's pretty um, electrifying, actually. Yeah. Um, They're just at really awkward times of the week. They, Sorry, yeah, the, the scheduling is... Someone who's in charge of scheduling yeah. fix things to work around my schedule. I would really like for <laughs> my talk of the town um, to not conflict with uh, men's basketball each week, but it kind of does. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no. I mean, you know, I've been to one uh, men's basketball game this season, uh, and they're free. Um if you're, Not a a, student. if you're a Cornell student, um, yes, if you're a Cornell student, and uh, they're they're a really good time. Um, it's a f- really fun team to watch, and I think more people should be supporting them because I know that you know we hockey's so much fun and we hockey. give them a lot of attention. <laughs> um, but men's basketball is doing pretty well too, and um, I'm excited for them. Yes, they will be playing Columbia next week at four at Columbia. Um, I I don't know if Columbia is good. Does anyone know if Columbia is uh, good? Columbia, I believe, sits somewhere in the lower half of the table. I could check really quickly. Never but m- I believe that's the, their current standings. They're either fifth or sixth, to my latest memory. Mm, we beat them last time, 88 to 75, so that's good news. Well, 
anyways, that's it for Cornell Ooh. Sports. Columbia Ooh. actually bumped down all the way down. Oh, they're in last. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that's rousing. Yeah. yeah, never mind. They bumped all the way down. Losers. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> fighting words, Faith Choke. You're from New York City, and you can't be in the I'm upper d- half. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's just being a New Yorker myself. I mean, disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> um. No one from Columbia men's basketball hurt me. I didn't mean anything I just said. <laughs> I meant everything I said. I'm from Brooklyn. I can take you on. Okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm 5'10", and you guys are like probably like 6'7", please. I, please I'm joking. Please don't hurt I'm joking. Um, <laughs> we, are not, we are not liable for any of the words that we say on this radio show. There are, <laughs> there are FCC regulations that would say otherwise. Oh, but, that's uh, awkward. We, we go on. I it's don't all read good. those regulations. Um it's, I'm just joking, FCC. Please don't hurt me. Um, <laughs> I'm just getting. I'm just yelling at a lot of people today. Um, anyways, that's it for Cornell Sports. Um, and next, we're going to start talking about soccer, which we have a very interesting development that Sean will tell us all about right now. So over the week, the United States women's national team seemingly achieved equal pay for playing the beautiful game. Now, as the I mean, one, I don't know if I should really use former because we'll, we'll see about next season. But this past season, I did serve on ESPN as the color commentator for Cornell soccer, both men's and women's. Period. And let, let me tell you, soccer is, for me, there's a reason why it's called the beautiful game. It's accessible. It's the cheapest sport, really, that you can play. And it should be played by everyone. And it should be played regardless of your gender identity, regardless of your race, regardless of your beliefs. It's a sport that does unify all. But that being said, there's a key word why I use seemingly achieve equal pay. And I believe this was best explained by Hope Solo, who is the U.S.'s former goalkeeper, because I don't think she's been on the scene since uh, that 2015 World Cup in Brazil for Mm -hmm. the women's side. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she did leave a little bit of a controversial point there. Mm -hmm. But one can't say she rose controversy again because she felt like this equal pay deal wasn't as... Um, let's say exhilarating. That's not the exact word she used, but let's just replace that for now. As exhilarating as it should be. And she explains it as this. She said on her Instagram post to, quote-unquote, read the fine print and to see that it says that it's contingent upon the negotiation of a new collective bargaining agreement and that it doesn't exist yet and it, it is not guaranteed. So that just comes with reading. Again, she says that comes with reading the fine print. I'm not sure you could really judge her there, but she also states that on this Instagram post, of course, that this doesn't guarantee anything for future generation of female footballers uh, in the U.S., but rather just members and only some members of the current squad. So, I mean, this is seemingly what's what seemed like a fruitful moment in the development of soccer here in the United States may have a little bit of a grayish background that perhaps most mainstream media is not realizing. Now, again, my only source here is Hope Solo herself. Mm-hmm. So we can mm-hmm. only go so far with this. Yeah. So, you know, I, I do think it's interesting because while this has been a largely legal battle so far, um, you know, there are also market forces at play. And that's been the argument in favor of unequal pay. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, the economic forces being that other countries um, pay their uh, male players at higher rates, and so the U.S. needs to be competitive um, with with those uh, wages. Um, so a lot of economic arguments to be uh, made and to consider, and it, you know, it makes a, a, it makes some amount of sense to me that um, their actual pay is contingent upon 
the next collective bargaining agreement. Um, that just means that the players union needs to, you know, really fight hard for the equal pay um, and really achieve it in meaningful terms um, that ends up in players' pockets instead of just the court saying, okay, this is, you know, this is how it should be. The implementation is up to the um, labor relations part of it. Yeah, and I've, this is like the same issue that goes on with um, women's professional basketball. Why did I forget what that's called? WNBA. Thank you. Um, it's so simple. <laughs> um, All good. Yeah, a lot of the issues that stems from them also not having equal pay, um, the economic reasons that they often like quote as to why it can't be equal is they just don't bring in enough viewership. But I cannot say that can be said about the U.S. women's soccer right. team or soccer Little squad soccer in general, yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, just the world cup this past world cup garnered uh 1.6 billion or 1.3 billion viewers and i believe for the women's side it was only just a few it was a few less million basically yeah but which, still yeah you know it's still a fantastic number and mm -hmm. I, I think if equal pay is truly achieved to according again i'm just using the quote off of hope solo mm -hmm. if equal pay is truly achieved then this could create high stakes that are perfect for renovating and innovating women's soccer worldwide as they see now a model in the United States. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that does make sense to me, um, especially with the argument uh, that I just mentioned where um, a lot of uh, advocates against unequal pay and market-based pay say that uh, we should be basing it off of some international standards. If the U.S. can be a leader um, in women's pay and equal pay for uh, soccer in in the U.S., um, you know, I'd like for it to be a leader in that regard. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I suppose we could also stay a little bit on USA women's national soccer mm -hmm. as we have also won a friendly tournament for the third time in a row, fifth time over overall, the She Believes Cup. But I kind of want to bring that up because there was a rarity that happened, mm. I believe, in their second match. Uh, it was against New Zealand, and it ended 5 nothing or 5 nil. And one player, I believe her name is, Mi I'm not sure it's pronounced if it's Michaela or Michaela, mm. but Michaela Moore, I'm just going to say it like that. She bagged a hat trick, but not just a hat trick of ordinary goals, but of own goals. Now, oh I, Lord. I can't say when's the no. last time I've seen that. Wait, that's so bad. Yeah, I can't say when's the last time I've seen that. Was she that. their goalie? No, she was their defen no, uh, defender. No, 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 I no. think she was their center back. And oh I felt really, goodness. I felt really How bad How did she her. do that three times? It just happens. I really can't say. I, I can only oh. say as a goalkeeper myself that, you know, things do happen. And I mean, as a former left back, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I, uh, I unfortunately, I don't think that I did that in high school, but I am sure that I did that before high school. Um, as a former striker, yeah, that's yeah. what I used to oh, do. That go. was I'm never sure an issue for me. Forward, yeah. That makes sense to me. You so were a striker. <laughs> yeah, I. Funny thing, never scored. Hey, maybe you set up the plays. You could have been a playmaking striker. I, I scored once, but it was called offside, so it didn't oh, count. Oh man, <laughs> you're a team player. Yeah, yeah exactly. but, but I was all, I was the set piece. Um, right. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I just kind of I just wanted to bring that up because that's a rarity again in any. I'm any so sorry. Scene. Right. I'm so sorry to that girl. I or no, woman. Only, I mean, you could only go up from there, in my opinion. Right. That's right. true. She truly can't go backwards. Yeah. Right. Um. My apologies to the entire nation of New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs>
now, <sighs> I guess we're going to move from lighthearted to a little more serious because the UEFA Champions League final, it was scheduled to be in St. Petersburg, uh, obviously, in Russia this season or year, if you want to say it. Mm. But now it moved from there to Paris, Paris. Ooh. And, you know, with good reason, too, given uh, given the scene. Yes. Yeah, yes. given the current scene that's going on. Kind of ironic, given that I believe uh, less than half a decade ago, it was in Kiev, Ukraine. Oh. I believe that's when Real Madrid did beat Liverpool 3-1 in that final, decisive. Great. Uh, regardless, I mean, just the fact that it's already moving from St. Petersburg to Paris, I'm not sure how that'll ripple the rest of European soccer. I do know that teams like Schalke in Germany... Yeah, that was a German name. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> they removed their Russian sponsor on their lo- on their jerseys on their front kit. Now I'm not sure how you pronounce it correctly, but it's spelled as Gazprom. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not sure if that's how you actually say it, but as being a Russian corporation itself, they removed that sponsor from their jerseys. Not to mention that um, the Chelsea the Chelsea owner he himself is Russian, and now. The Premier League itself is trying to basically either boot him or basically almost manhandle his money. I'm not sure how quite Ooh, to say it. That's interesting. I mean, it's with Abram- Abramovich. Are freezing the freezing his assets? Or? That's what they're attempting. Wow. And it's it's Ooh. kind of a messy situation yeah. in regards to Abramovich uh, in Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And if, if the situation only gets worse when it comes to Russian relations with soccer, football, if you want to say it, because... Now Poland itself, featuring the likes of Robert Lewandowski, for example, they have decided to not play the the World Cup qualifying match or r- match in the World Cup qualifying round Ooh. against yeah that was Russia. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So now Poland is basically standing in unification, and they said it openly mm-hmm. with Ukraine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about Formula One at the tail end of the show, I will also speak about like ripping off sponsorships but it seems to be a growing trend in sports of just like isolating yourself as much as possible or furthering yourself as much as possible away from like any russian ties so that's not surprising when is this match for poland and russia uh i believe it's supposed to be uh i could check again one more time because again they they decided to just cancel it overall Mm. it was supposed to be in march i was right exactly a month from now oh exactly a month i wasn't quite sure when in march but it was march 24th the initial plan okay but according to the team they themselves have decided to basically veto playing Russia, mm. and I can only assume other countries may repeat that same step. Now, I'm not sure what uh, UEFA would want to do in regards to this, let alone FIFA themselves. Right. So, it only gets it could really most likely it'll get messier from here. Yeah. As optimistic as I want to be, it'll only get messier, I believe. Mm. No, it, it really does seem to be. Um, I don't know, you know, it's an interesting dynamic because, uh, you know, we don't need to get into politics because uh, I already did that, um, <laughs> but uh. You know, I think it's interesting to think about how, you know, whether it's economic sanctions from uh, Western countries like the U.S. or even uh, removing sponsorships from different sports teams or freezing the assets of Chelsea's head coach. Um, You know, there are a lot of implications for Russians who are not Vladimir Putin, who didn't make those decisions. Um, And, you know, I I also reported on uh, Talk of the Town that, you know, 1700 protesters were arrested this week um so you know clearly we don't need to you know rehash all of that again but um you know it's interesting to think about how this affects um people that are not making those decisions 
Yeah, I mean, sometimes, I mean, you can make the argument that, like, they didn't make this decision, they might not agree, so, like, can you really fault them? Um, I guess the only real, or in my mind, I guess the only way that you could, like, justify it is if they, like, come out in support of Russia mm-hmm. or in support of which, Vladimir Putin, which I don't no think No one he has. besides Donald Trump really is yeah. doing right now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah. Okay. There's only a handful, like, just going off of that, there's only a handful of, let's, uh, obviously, we have Ukrainian soccer players that are going, obviously, against what's going on in Russia. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, for the first time, apparently, just about a few hours ago, six hours, in fact, uh, Russian soccer player Fedor Smolov also also said no to war, which is a very common theme we're seeing. People basically have undershirts underneath their jerseys or mm-hmm. kits saying no to war in yeah. various languages, usually in English. In fact, Barcelona, when they faced Napoli uh, in this past Europa League match, they, di- they held out a banner, a Spanish side and an Italian side, essentially, oh. holding out a banner that said no to war. Mm-hmm. So, I again, uh, Abramovich, I'm pretty... I'm not sure if there's news yet that he's openly against... Uh, obviously putin's mannerism in mm-hmm. terms of invasion invading the ukraine but again again with the premier league issue with chelsea having their owner be in a sort of frozen asset sort of state th- things will get really messy mm-hmm. yeah. you just have to emphasize that again yeah well that is all we have for soccer we will be coming back to soccer next week i can only assume um <laughs> but we know that the regular season for the NFL ended last week, or was that two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Was that two weeks ago? Time flies when Bowl? you're having fun. Yeah, that Post, was two weeks ago. Postseason was, yeah, yeah that because was it was ago. February wow. 13th. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's crazy. Anyways, wow. it's two weeks later, and I still have NFL news. My first being Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> he posted Here on Instagram. Yeah, when will he go away? Um, He posted on Instagram, I don't know when, I already forgot, but mm-hmm. it was just this long thank you to basically everyone he knew as we all, or I don't know if everybody knew this, but I obviously know this. I love sports gossip. Um, mm-hmm. He was engaged to Shailene Woodley, um, I can't tell if they're still together because in his post, he was like, thank you, Shailene, for letting me chase you and letting me catch up with you and letting me fall in love with you. I was like, Aaron, please. I don't need to I, hear all he's of trying it. his best. <laughs> I get a journal, man. Please. I put that in a journal. Do not put that on Instagram.com. Thank Thanks. you for letting me chase you. What does that <laughs> mean, Aaron? God. We don't have time to do you, in, we don't have time to dig into that. I don't um, want to get into his mind space, honestly. I, <laughs> it seems like a really haunted space. Uh, yeah, I'm um, scared. I just, I don't want to know what um, else is going on in there. Yeah, and then he thanked everyone that he knew in uh, Green Bay, especially his quarterback room with, like, Jordan Love and the third string quarterback, who I don't know the name of, and I don't think anyone else does, too. Um, uh, it's like, it's Kurt, either Benkit or Benekit. Kurt. Whatever. Sorry, Kurt, but like we don't care. <laughs> um. Anyway, so everyone's speculating that he's leaving. Um. Like I said, uh, many a weeks ago, uh, the Broncos hired Green Bay's offensive coordinator. I already forgot his name too. Sorry, guy. Um. <laughs> so everyone speculated that Devonte Adams, who is also a free agent, and Aaron Rodgers would leave Green Bay. The frozen tundra? Is that what they call that? Or is Green that? Bay? Yeah. Uh, or is that what they call Minnesota? It's okay. 
I think I've heard Same that more applied to Minnesota, but honestly, the NBC commentators like Al Michaels, they kind of just use that interchangeably between the areas. So. Yeah. It's all cold. It Yeah, it's all cold. We'll, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so they're thinking they're going to leave the frozen tundra and go to uh, the mile-high city of Denver, Colorado. Woo! Yeah, baby. No, I'm kidding. I don't think it's going to be an, a good deal. What do you Broncos care fan. about Denver like that? I am a Broncos fan. Oh. I grew up being a Broncos fan, but but you're from. Look, the... they were the first team I watched on TV. That goes for all the sports teams that I do support. Yes. Okay. A lot here. of people. That is a that is a common like thread. That is just whoever they were li- watching at the time. Like my mom used to love the Dallas Cowboys, even though she oh, grew no. up in boston so oh, no. yeah because oh, they were no. good it was the 80s i'm so sorry yeah. mom to date you i have no. No, I, didn't, I didn't mean wow. to do that to you you're getting um, a phone call after this wow. mommy please i didn't mean it yeah. i didn't mean it um yeah, no she was actually born in the 2000s i don't know what's better i don't know what's I, better for you <laughs> so what's behind um kathleen the, i love you <laughs> what's behind the gossip about rogers going to denver well, his offensive coordinator, his former offensive yeah, coordinator in Nathaniel Green Bay. Hackett. Oh, that's his name? Yeah, Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hackett. Oh. And apparently, there are a lot of rumors that the Broncos would propose a ludicrous deal, which is why... See, Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos is a genius move, given that you have a whole set of wide receivers who are young, versatile, they're deadly. They just need a good quarterback because mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater, I, lo- I loved him in the first few weeks that he did play. He got a severe injury. Oh God. And obviously, then we had Drew Locke, and Drew Locke has been inconsistent. He's been good. inconsistent, humanized, basically, yeah. mm-hmm. or yeah. personified. I personified. Think. Yeah. You could also say that too. Mm-hmm. Anthropomorphized, if you want to be. Wow. Big words here on <laughs> WBBR. Um. <laughs> but that being said, Nathaniel Hackett, perfect for Aaron Rodgers. Wide receivers, perfect. An offense that's capable, yes. A defense that's young, learning, and actually, as actually, I believe in the top seven in the nfl at, mm. the end of, at the end of regular season i truly have no idea but i that take your word for it that sounds fantastic mm. that sounds fantastic however the broncos want to propose two first round picks i believe in 2022 and 2023 a second round pick in 2022 and a third round pick in 2023 that's what oh. a lot of rumors are going around mm. that they're going to propose that and that sounds ridiculous. That sounds ridiculous. I mean, the Broncos do have a habit of uh, <laughs> of getting older quarterbacks uh, who are not too particularly mobile, but who can throw like no like no tomorrow. Yeah. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, case hey, exhibit hey, A. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is. I feel like he is the closest to Peyton Manning in the current era of the NFL. I'm going to quote that in the current mm-hmm. era. He is the closest. So that does reflect on Broncos tradition, given John Elway, etc. I don't want to quote Tim Tebow, so. Ooh, yeah. Who wants to quote <laughs> not, Tim Tebow? Not today. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, not, no. not today. Um, we are going to take a very quick break, and then we're going to come back. We're going to finish up the NFL, and then we'll get into Formula One news. Actually, just kidding. We'll talk about MLB stuff, and then we'll wrap up the show with Formula One. So keep it on 93.5. Thank you.
What's up, family? It's your boy, Daniel James, the second host and creator of Black Voices on the Hill. Black Voices on the Hill is a podcast and radio show for the culture. We center black lives, amplify black stories, and enhance the black experience at Cornell, Greater Ithaca, and beyond. Tune in right here on WVBR 93.5 every Friday at 2 p.m. and Tuesdays. The episodes release on podcast and YouTube at 11 a.m. Listen, you can tell Alexa, I want to hear Black Voices on the Hill. Peace out, family. And that was our wonderful Daniel James II. Please do turn into Black Voices on the Hill. What a guy. What a guy. Um, anyways, one more uh, rumor about Aaron Rodgers. He might go to the Steelers. I don't like the Steelers in any stretch of the imagination. So that would be a perfect place well, for him, honestly. Skyler so. and the greater Skyler world. is not here. So <laughs> that means a- his opinion is irrelevant. Ooh. <laughs> Fighting word. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, why am I starting fights over the radio? <laughs> Anywho, um, right. Final piece of NFL news. Tom Brady, who, as we all know, retired a couple weeks ago. Um, he had his Man in the Arena doc, which came out on ESPN+. Plus, but he is reportedly producing and starring in a road trip comedy about Super Bowl 51. Now, I believe this is just a rumor, but imagine if it was true. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to live in that world for a minute where that is true. Um, Who would even play Tom Brady? That's what him. Uh, he's starring he's in play it himself. Yes, of no, course. Way. <laughs> um, no way. And he's going to be funny. Yeah, which is crazy. Uh, Super Bowl 51, if anyone remembers, was actually like a really long time ago. It was half um, a decade ago. Jesus. Yeah. Oh man, that was half a decade ago. Jeez. Yikes. Yeah. Anyways, that is when New England had their glorious comeback against the Atlanta Falcons. Correct. Go Pats. Um, is that what you Yeah, I'm that currently wearing a Red Sox shirt, so um, uh, everyone in the studio knows that I, I'm a part of a Red Sox nation. Anyways, yeah, so... Right now, boy. Okay, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) So, reportedly, Jane Fonda, um, who else is on this doc? Jane Fonda, Sally Fields, and more are supposed to star in this tragedy um <laughs> i i do Give think it, it would i do think it would be a tragedy um Honestly. if he tried to be funny i sounds um, horrific i'm sorry i god i love jane fonda but at what cost literally jane fonda is for the people i don't I know. understand why she would I know. do this not that i hate tom brady it's just i do i know grace <laughs> we all know that you okay. hate tom brady all right um and i'm sure tom brady knows at this point um, I hope because he listens to the show for sure. Um, <laughs> I hope Tom Brady, if you're listening, call the listener line 607-273-2121. That is all of our NFL news. Who knows if we'll have more next week? Uh, keep the season alive, even if it is off season. Um, next, we have a lot to talk about in the MLB. Oh, actually, I don't know if it's a lot. Grace. I mean, yeah. So I think. There's a lot going on in MLB because I am really interested in, uh, you know, labor relations as I am an ILRI. Um, so there's a lot going on. Um, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so the Players Association and um, management uh, and the owners uh, and Rob Manfred have been meeting a t- bunch of times this week, um, hoping to hash out a deal 
before the uh, self-imposed February 28th deadline. Um, so they've been meeting at Roger Dean Stadium in Jupiter, Florida, which is coincidentally the Cardinals' uh, spring training facility. Um, so really exciting moment for me. Um, so, uh, you know, actually the most recent update um, from Jeff Passan is that um, there was a very comprehensive offer from the Players Association today. Um, so far, the most core issues that remain to be negotiated in this contract involve arbitration, um, which currently players can only achieve, um, you know, they can only achieve free agency after six years. Um, but if they are a, uh, after, uh, two years of eligibility, then, um, if they are part of a special elite, uh, class um, determined by their statistical performance, then they can be part of uh, Super 2 eligibility, which means that they're eligible for arbitration a year early. Um, So, and then otherwise everybody else is eligible for arbitration after three years of service, Um, which also, you know, MLB teams manipulate service time such that uh, they can get an extra year under their belts. Um, And so that's why, you know, there was an issue with Chris Bryant and the Cubs um, a couple of years ago that um, the Cubs actually ended up winning the legal argument for, Mm. which was a real setback for players. Um, So why arbitration is important is because it boosts a player's um, salary above the minimum salary, um, which is currently at um, 500,000. Uh, to be more competitive with the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when you think about, obviously, you s- hear really large numbers when you think about the amount of money that these players make, right. but their shelf life is so short. They, uh, you know, only have so many years mm-hmm. to play in the league. That's true. Um, so, you know, it's tough if you only, um, you know, make the league minimum for, like, two years and then you don't make it arbitration and then you're out of the league, then, you know, that doesn't mean that you have enough money to live for the rest of your life. So um, that's a really core um, issue that they are negotiating. The other one is the um, competitive balance tax, um, which they have instead of a uh, player salary cap, which a lot of the other uh, major sports leagues like the NFL have. Um, Instead, we have the CBT, Um, So the competitive balance tax is such that once a team's payroll reaches a certain level, then they owe a tax. Um, And this is meant to keep the the games competitive year to year. Um, So those are like the core issues that they are looking at. Um, So and it looks like today um, the Players Association came back with a a pretty comprehensive um, issue. a pretty comprehensive proposal on both of those issues. So we'll see today if, um, you know, there's a deal that's reached. I think I'm more hopeful than I have been in past weeks. Um, it has also been said that Rob Manfred is present at these negotiations and he hasn't been earlier in the week. Um, he's also met with Tony Clark, uh, the leader of the union this week. So, um, you know, talks might be um, progressing pretty quickly. Hopefully we'll have baseball on time. Um, but that's a roundup of, uh, CBA updates. Ooh. I hope that was really interesting for everyone who is It was not interesting me, to me. I'm so glad, Faith. Yes. <laughs> I'm always ready to hear, um, Grace talk about collective, 
bargaining agreements. So. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> I only have so many days left. <laughs> with her, with I, Grace, so, not me, so, uh, so, not so, me so, alive. Neither, on this neither of us are dying, so, whoa, 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 but I am. No, 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 Grace. <laughs> She's basically dying. She's moving <laughs> to New York City. So. Hey, 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 It's no, it's not dying. It's she's she's leaving me for an extended period of time, and I don't like that. Anyways, so do you have a Jose Canseco tattoo? I sure do, Faith. Can't wait. All right. This one is from uh, this past August. Um, it was tweeted from Paradise, Nevada. Oh, um, isn't that where his car wash is? I, it, I think it is where the Jose Canseco car wash is, <laughs> um, which someday I will take a field trip to the Jose Canseco car wash. Mm-hmm. This week's Jose Canseco tweet. I cried tears of gold for you. Whoa, 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 wow. whoa, whoa, whoa. That's it. That's, that's it. That's the tweet, that's guys. Poetic. Whoa. Is he OK? <laughs> I mean, it was August. No, he's uh, I mean, not clearly, okay. Clearly, we all know he's insane. This, uh, this, Jose Canseco, please don't hurt me. I know you're I, on steroids, so... He... I oh I don't know if he would be able to figure out how to get here. To be honest, um, I don't know but, how uh, many brain cells he has left. I Very few. Um, clearly. But what brain cells he does have left, he has devoted to tweeting. Um, I, I love that for he us. Hasn't and tweeted, opening a car wash. I know. Like, he hasn't tweeted a ton this month um so i would really like Miss to see you, more from him um <laughs> in the future uh but yeah that's your jose canseco uh tweet of the week okay i am going to do a formula one rundown in a minute because yes. we have a minute left on our lovely lovely show um there's actually like a lot to talk about but mm-hmm. it's okay i'm gonna do it in a minute ready set go okay so haas our american team is backed by a russian company called Eurocali. i don't know how to pronounce that don't quote me on that um and they are actually owned by nikita mazepin who drives for haas um his father has like 20 percent stake in the company so he basically owns it and so these are russian people i don't know if i said that already but um they the day of the invasion they ripped every single one of the sponsorships off of their cars off of their trucks Mm. off of everything off of their clothes it was insane however haas actually has like zero money like they're very much poor and um i don't know if haas is going to be able to stay a team for the entire season um yeah that's crazy. We also don't know if Nikita Mazepin is going to stay a driver, considering that his father literally met with Vladimir Putin the day of the invasion. So that's we don't a little know. suspicious. It's a little. They're basically best friends. That's suspicious. That's, that's weird. weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, uh, testing happened this past week. Testing will happen next week as well. Drive to Survive comes out this Friday. Um, on Netflix, I will be watching. I will be binging. I don't even know if I'll be able to come to the show because I will just be watching this. <laughs> um, wait, actually, it doesn't come out this week. It comes out in two weeks. <laughs> so I'm actually a little depressed now. Um, also, Christian Horner is a jerk. He thinks that girls only watch Formula One because the drivers are hot. No, Christian Horner. We actually watch because the sport is inter- interesting and the drivers are hot. Mm-hmm. So It can be hey. for both reasons. Hey, it doesn't matter how you get to the sport anyway. So what if I want to watch because uh, Daniel Ricardo is God's gift to mm-hmm. um, the earth? Yeah, I there we you go. To, to the earth, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> I was about to say to America. He's Australian. Anyway... <laughs> Honorary American. Um, yes. He actually, sorry, sidetrack, but he actually loves America. Like, he is Let's a, go. yeah, he loves, like, Texas for some reason. He's a oh. cowboy. I mean, it's, uh, people call Australia, like, 
the Wild West of England. I've, so. also, I've also heard them being called British cowboys. Yes, so. exactly. <laughs> but sure that's probably a little, you know, a little uh, <laughs> risque. One can say, I, little I don't think Australians are listening to this show, I, so yeah, I think it'll I, be okay. I think we'll be all right. Unless my friend Brittany is listening, I don't think you you should be asleep. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways. <laughs> I will give a more comprehensive update about Formula One stuff next week. Thank you so much for listening to Big Red Banter this week. I was your host, Faith Show. I will be on next week, not as your host, because Skylar will be back. Uh, thank you so much for listening. See you all next week. Bye. <laughs>